Watengo siwa kangi ndoka lukulo uteta yoi founder and director yekatala youth entertainment agency. Now you are listening to talk with Awonge. Mask up and stay safe. Well, mfumana genapaa ku Facebook, SCT. Talk with Awonge. some hope about wearing their mask and keeping the social distancing because of we are now I think we are in third wave COVID is still real as part of uh, June 16 uh, celebration we are looking at ways of how can young people be actively involved in leadership and assist and today uh supposed to be awonge who's doing the podcast but because of his busy with exams and then he asked me to stand in for him and then today we are going to have a conversation with a young counselor from kzn and because of young people needs to be involved and we young people needs to lead the change and as a counselor then he's part of leading the change and we're going to have a conversation with him around the work he's doing in, as a young person in council. Councillor Sandy Mikati, welcome to talk with our Kujani Plegas. Hey, Ipili, I went in. How's my closer for the day, Nina? <laughs> no, thank you very much for, for, for having me, uh, Nina. Uh, and congratulations to you on your show. Congratulations to all your other achievements. I've been keeping a close eye on you, leading change in the NPO sector. So yeah, no, um, well done, my friend, and uh, keep pushing those boundaries. And you know, I've seen the work that you are doing in the educational sector. So you yourself are a young leader that is that is pushing the, the boundaries and shaking it up. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. We we, I think it's we met in 2018, but I won't say where. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see the work you're doing too. Uh, and yeah, but by the way, this show is not mine. So it's, it's my friends. Awonke. Awonke started uh, this, this uh, was of, firstly, there is, uh, we wanted to do a, a Facebook Live where we take people to converse on issues that can inspire young minds and you it's in business you know people who are activists and people who are expecting whatever they want to share and then from there both of we we there's role models within ourselves and the idea was to make use of 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 the skills we have and then we run that the facebook alive and also we do the podcast as well and this today's one it's we are focusing on remember it's june 16th and mm. we are looking at uh, ways of commemorating the June 16th. And you, thank you very much for taking our invitation. You know, counselors are very busy. And uh, you managed to, to spare time with us and let's and talk about issues around youth development in our lifetime. And thank you very much once again. And yeah, but you will remember we are now moving towards the local government elections hmm. and uh, there is uh, most people that from my own 
experience most people tend not to understand the role of a ward councillor or a PR councillor but let's let's say a councillor for now hmm. they, they they tend not to have uh, an understanding now we, we we grew up looking at Abanabadala who are councillors and less young people in council but when you are now at the age of 26 finishing the term and uh, I don't know if you tell me how old were you when you took over and what is it that when I, how does what, what is council so that we, 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 we can we can have this as part of educating young people so that they can be able to go and register to vote and participate in the elections as young people and maybe others to avail themselves to be in council if opportunities do arise. Now, okay. this conversation will, will basically be around the work of council and the challenges that you have been faced as a young person in council and how can you draw young people to participate in that regard. No, um, let me start with your first question, Lena. The the council is the highest decision-making um, body or structure of any municipality. So if a municipality, for example, wants to pass its budget, it is council that can make that decision. Um, mm-hmm. And what a councillor is, a councillor is a member of that council elected by the people to represent those people on that council. Um, So, in theory, the job of a councillor is to represent the interests of his or her community in council, but also to report back on decisions that are taken by that council, um, whether it affects them on a ward-based level or whether it affects them um, throughout the municipality in its entirety. So the, I can I could say like the easiest or most simple description of a councillor is the council councillor acts as a middleman between the council as well as a community, and then oftentimes we are tasked with having to engage with other stakeholders. Um, some of them can be the Department of Health, for example, um, and some of them are the Depart- Department of Social Development, which do not fall under the ambit of council, but because our work um, requires us to deliver developmental change to our communities. Um, It is critical that sometimes we are thrust into situations where we have to engage those those, those, um, sectors. Um, And we engage NPOs as well. Uh, We work closely with NPOs as well um, in our stakeholder engagements. And there's a lot of work that we do hand in hand with those people. But mainly, as I said, it's you are acting as the middleman between which, the, yeah, the council of the, the community and the council. We, yeah. we, which means if, if, if we say it like simple, you, you are then as a councillor, you are the facilitator of a development, you are facilitating development between yeah, the correct. community and any stakeholder, be it council <laughs> as, as a government institution or government sphere, local government sphere, uh, with NGOs, with uh, mm. private companies, which have interest in that community then your role is to facilitate development amongst those uh mm-hmm. stakeholders okay i get you, that's, I get that's you. now you know, there's this thing where when communities goes are uh, on, 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 on protest and they will say and stuff like that now 
is there a way are you given cash as a counselor when you if let's say you are supposed to build roads in your community mm. and then are you given cash as a counselor and you decide on who to appoint what is the process briefly there so that because maybe i might be afraid to become a counselor because of i will be handling so much funds which i'm not a finance mm. person and i can't be able to handle them do i handle cash as a counselor or you know lina that is you know it's a misconception and it's a false narrative that has been spread in our communities that's not true uh, so what normally happens is that at the end of each financial year which is the end of june um so we will draw up a new budget um that budget is a central budget you see and another misconception is that each ward gets its own budget no that's not true either so what happens is that there's this thing called the idp the idp okay. is the integrated development plan that is the five year plan of the municipality to say in these five years we want to have achieved say for example we want to build a new sports field we want to build a new hall we want to build a a new road uh, and that will find expression in the idp and then what happens is that the idp informs what the budget looks like okay okay but okay. um <clears throat> it's not also entirely true, untrue that counties steal money because because let's say for example um there's a a hall that is being built in my ward now okay. i can go to uh, say for example the contractor and say no chief listen i want the hall to look like x y and z that in itself is council interference because the council do not deal with administration but it happens oh, okay but it happens now, we, and also we, which means you, you cannot you can't talk to service providers it's that what no, you're saying no you, you, you're not allowed to because there are people that are employed by whatever council you serve and that deal with those things but what happens your now is that stuff supply chain and, and so forth yes I go to the supply chain manager and I say, "Yes, team. I have a friend. Um, give him the tender, and that person gives me the money from the side." Like those things happen. Um, okay. It shouldn't happen. It's known as council interference, and actually, it's illegal for those things okay. to happen. So the reason why the budget doesn't even sit with the so the the councillor doesn't touch Imad. Well, okay. in theory, they shouldn't. But we have found okay. that now these things are starting to happen more and more often, which is not right. Um, but technically so, speaking, the, yeah, let's talk the as council, if yeah, let's talk as if that of the, the illegal dealings are not taking place. Just in principle, what what mm. is the correct way? Okay, so um, as I said, you get the ITP. The ITP is the five-year plan, and it's a ward-based plan. So ward one. Will have its priorities so ward two would have its priorities ward three would have its priorities and so on and so forth so if ward one say for example say they want a swimming pool and they prioritize that then they say okay my second priority for example is we want a bus stop and then our third priority is to say we want a hall now when they draw up the budget um, th- those priorities must somehow find expression in in the budget itself um and so what happens then after and that is not what the council thinks should happen and that's another misconception so what normally happens is that the community is invited and then they ask okay. them what is it that you want in your community as ward 1 what is it that you feel that you need 
and then the community informs the, the um, informs the council, informs the mayor, who will be there that no, we need this, and that's how the IDP is drawn up. And those things in the IDP should be dealt with when they draw up the budget. So the budget should say, okay, this year let us deal with what would one ask for? Would one ask for a school? I'm sorry, a hall. Let us help them build that hall and let's put that in there. Um, and then it stays, and then the budget stays with the CFO in the municipality. The money stays with the CFO in the municipality, um, and then the, munici- the, the the administration. So your contracts manager, your SCM, those are the people that will deal with who is uh, who is appointed to build the school, who is appointed to build the road, um, and not the councillor. But when it happens like that, that is known as councillor interference. Which, which means councillors are, are, are not involved with the handling of funds within the municipalities. No. Just, you have, you have, no. You've answered that question. And, and yes. I think that's, that, 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 that's what, uh, I think that, like you, were, you said earlier on, it, 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 it's a misperception uh, where yes. but, and, and, and people would go and, and burn houses of councillors because of, we are told, councillor would live early. And, mm. and, and all those kind of now what 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 are the challenges i mean looking at um they, 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 there's quite a lot of uh people who are old in council vis-a-vis the young people within council now how how, how does it work are, are you are you guys being given enough space to be young in council and be youthful or is it still deemed as I'm the oldest here and I've been, I'm an alderman and I've been here and, and all those kinds. Are you, are you finding, you know, as, as a young person, do you fit in that council as a young person? Or is there, is there still that age gap or age politics within council? No, look, um, I, I, I cannot say that that does not exist, Lina. Um, okay. It exists. And, and a lot of people take take... When we engage with, say, for example, you know, you are older than me um, in council, much older than me. I'm using you as an example, and I engage. I am older than you. I am older yes, than yes. you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but let us say you've got twenty or thirty years on me, and I'm engaging yeah. with you in council. And when you come with, no, 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 um, I must respect you because you're older than me. And it happens, especially amongst people who are traditional, to say, "Ah, I'm done. You mustn't speak to me like that." But no, you're out of order. So I must tell you when you're out of order. It doesn't matter what's umdala or not umdala because we are siblings There's council rules, there's legislation that, that deals with council. And when you're not following that, then we must call you out and say, no, this is not how things are done. And oftentimes, the older generation, and I and I know a bit, it's the older generation that will be like, I'm like, there's no tonipo here. We're in a professional setting. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 30 years older than me, whatever the case may be. I need to, I, I need to, to, we need to deal with whatever's on the agenda. And if I must tell you that you're out of order, then you're out of order. But uh, again, it comes in and, um, and, and start something that still rears its head because a lot of people haven't grasped the fact that we're in a professional setting to say, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that you should go out there and be rude and disrespect them. But even when you're engaging them and you're disagreeing with them, on, on issues which are critical to whatever community you serve, they come with and they say, "I know, but Ngumtala, and you must, you must observe that." But yeah, <laughs> but I think when I, I don't think you get that a lot, but I see you are a, a caucus leader within your council. <laughs> I mean, be a caucus leader. At least you, you do have that authority. You not <laughs> just affect <a> <laughs> Quick no, one, <laughs> yeah. Quick. Quick one, uh, uh, when, when I'm, when I'm, you know, 
there is this thing where whenever we vote for local government elections we we don't necessarily look at a particular party we mm. we look at an individual uh, mm. more than we do when we look at provincial and national parliament mm. uh, national e- elections we look at parties uh, specifically mm. now and, and and obvious whenever mps and mpls do their work they, they they push for example the interest of the party more than the interest of the people which is this is my own understanding there you would correct me if if, if, if I'm, I'm wrong now when you come to council the more interest that people are pushing is the community's interest mm-hmm. more than the party's interest now mm-hmm. as a pr councillor how difficult it is to push the the community's interest more than the political party's interest taking into account that you are there on behalf of your party as well as the, at the same mm-hmm. time you are representing the community because i think that that's where the actual work comes in with the councillors more than your mpls and mps when it comes to this particular question how does yeah. one know work with the two mm. no yeah it's, it's it's actually an interesting question then but um what i've found and i often tell people this what i found in in local government in particular is that local government there's a lot of legislation and regulations that govern local government so it's very difficult to do your own thing even when it comes to what parties want it's very difficult to do what parties want and that is why when someone comes and says no but this party is saying that they're going to expropriate land without compensation this party says they're not going to do it i tell them look you know when it comes to local government don't worry about this party expropriating land this party not expropriating land because they're not even going to deal with that you know the local government as i said is that it is tasked with the developmental change of communities and again there's regulations and there's rules of how things should happen and that is why you will find that some parties that are strong at national are not so strong at local government because local government doesn't allow, give you that space to do or push your party's agenda you see so it's, oh. it's a very yes it's a very like it's very difficult to move yes people can still if you're very smart and you know how the regulations and how the how the legislation works you can always work around it but it's very difficult to push your 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 own party agenda it's very difficult to push what your national so for example if you're a pr councillor it's not so easy to, to to say what your national um, what your party is saying at a national level um because again as i said the laws and regulations that govern local government are very different from the laws that govern provincial and national government in fact there are more laws in local um government and it tells you how this should be run when this budget should be submitted when the draft budget should be done how it should be done when the audit uh, when the audit report should come to council so you know those are the things that and it tells you the dates it gives you timelines so it's very difficult to maneuver to maneuver and do your own thing okay which is which is which is interesting very interesting because uh which means we, a party can have a beautiful manifesto for local government but that doesn't mean that they they they're going to win because of like you are saying there's a lot of legislation that governs local government which is yeah and and, and yeah and, so um, mm-hmm. so it, it does happen it does happen like that lena um uh but as i said when it, especially when it comes the, and there's this thing about this party doesn't like expropriation and i always say especially when we are on the ground 
the local government to say, hey, forget about the square creation of without compensation. It's not going to happen yet. But parties have become smarter. So what they've done is that they've said, no, how can I, how can I make sure that, you know, uh, I get my manifesto in there regardless of whether, you know, like use the rule, know the regulations and say and know and know what is allowed. And that is how you get, get get around that. And that is how you get your manifesto out there. But some of these big manifestos that promise you nationalization and all of that, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. At one point, we need to have uh, different parties in this podcast and then talk about their manifestos. And uh, <laughs> it, by then, you will be then representing your party. And then we get yeah. another few also from the parties. But I think it's a, you are you are you are bringing a very interesting uh, uh, point where you say if you are in local government, you don't do much of what is in your manifesto. You focus on what is the legislation says as a council, then you you, you implement. And yeah, do you yeah. do you see do you see much involvement of young people from 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 other parties in council and? Um, Lina, <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. There are two or three, maybe, political parties in this country that are serious about having young people at the forefront, that are serious about having young people in council and legislature. So there's myself and a colleague of mine by the name of Spisike Zondi, who is uh-huh. also, yeah, who's also a, a, a young councillor. Other than that, there, there is no one below the age of 13. Other than that, now uh, even what? thirty-five, even thirty-five, there's no one below the age of thirty-five. Yo, what what can be done? What what parties can do? I mean, this is the whole conversation of where we we try to come up with ideas and solutions. What what can be done? Is it because of young people are not interested in council? They all want to go to parliament and become MPs and and have a nice life. Was because we don't, we don't. I think you guys don't travel a lot. We see our friends who are in parliament; they fly most of the time. <laughs> it's not fancy to become uh, to become a councillor. How do you then make it youthful and youth attractive to be a councillor? No, I think uh, you know. I think that uh, a lot of people, a lot of young people, are, are slowly getting frustrated about things that they see around themselves, and they're having a lot of conversations about maybe not possibly joining any of the major parties that exist, but they're having conversations amongst themselves about creating parties that will represent them in council or represent their interests in council. Um, Because there is, and in many organizations, there's this thing of gatekeeping. Um, and, and, And I think a lot of people are seeing that, and that is why they are deciding, no, let us create our own things. And I think that's where... You, that's where you're probably going to see more young people but also I think that young people don't stand for these things and I, you know like it's not often that you'll see a young person saying you know what actually I disagree with all the other political parties I'm standing as an independent but it's not often that you see an independent young face standing um, Speaking of and things, I think yeah. yeah and I think that is another that, that is another hurdle but I'm starting to see that it, as Young people are getting more frustrated, and as they're keeping le- as they are being left out of the narrative and the agenda, they are getting more and more frustrated, and they're saying, "No, let me let me stand." Um, yeah. And where I serve right now, there is a, as I say, there's a there's a group who are saying, "Let us put something together that will drive the youth agenda." 
So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think at the same time, it is exciting times. Maybe those people won't join mainstream politics um, or join any of the major, the, the major parties, but I think you're going to start seeing them coming through now as well. But I also think that the onus is also on people, and because young people are not taken seriously by a lot of people. And I think the onus yeah. is on the people that are there already to say, you know what, I'm, I've been given this opportunity. Let me not just represent myself, but let me just represent every young person who will be coming after me. You know, and if you and if you go there with that mindset to say, you know what, actually, I'm going to add value to the position that I hold so that even the person that comes after me is taken seriously because I did not waste this opportunity, you know. And I think that also we need to take that onus to say, and you need to look at it to say, no, you're representing a whole demographic. And you need to, yeah. and that's when we'll start being taken seriously. They'll be like, oh, Umnilat, he was, you know, this age, you know, and he was an effective counselor. So when someone else says, no, I want to do it, they can be like, you know what, actually, we gave a young person a chance and he showed us that he can do it. Now it wasn't. Yeah. No, it, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that's a challenge where people are facing you. You become, you are given this space to lead and then you tend to lead, uh, you represent your interests and not the collective interest. And I think mm. that's a challenge. And yeah, are you standing again? <laughs> are you availing yes, yourself? Yes. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I've availed myself. Luckily for me, I don't have to go through a BGM process. But yes, I've availed oh, yeah. myself. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and and I think this is this, this is quite interesting. Maybe you uh, because I mean I, I would really love to see you becoming an alderman at some point. And because most people they, they only serve for one term and then they want to just climb the ladder. Because of if you are in councillor, you graduate to become a a provincial legislature member from there you become an MP and chiki chiki you are the minister if you are lucky you are the shadow minister in some instances but I'm happy that you are standing in again and to continue the work that you are doing and yeah what can you say to a young person that has not voted and was I think the most 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 people who are going for these elections now is the first time voters and mm-hmm. what can you say to them what, what 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 can motivate them taking into account all these things we are seeing on the news and that yeah. might demotivate them and can you tell them guys go and vote the only thing that I'd say is that often is that oftentimes what happens is that what normally happens is that we get we get upset when we make the same decisions over and over again. When a young person, when they go into the selection and they go and they see a poster or a face poster of someone, that person must 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 critically analyze who this person is in the community. What has this person done for the community in the past? What is that person's track record? Before they put an X next to his name or next to the party that that person represents. Because that is how we get, we frustrate ourselves often as well to say that we are voting for people because it's popular to do so. My, honestly, my, um, I'd say you must you must go out there, look at the person, look at what they say they're going to do, what have they done, who is this person in the community? Because often we got these fly by that are coming into community standing because they want to solve, serve their own self-interest. Um, <laughs> so I think they need to I think they, they they honestly need to critically evaluate who that person is and what it is that they stand for. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's like going into detail of that particular candidate and not looking mm. at the party. Now, the last question. Can you, for some some other parties are busy with the BGM processes, can you 
can you say something which can influence young people to avail themselves to become counselors as well what can you say to um please can you repeat that lena i mean uh, some other parties are busy with the processes of pgms and stuff yes. can you then motivate young people to avail themselves to stand for local government election as counselors oh yes okay <clears throat> no look honestly speaking I, I wholeheartedly i'll do that because i think that is imperative that also we need fresh perspective in these spaces that we have occupied and you know we do make valuable contributions when we stay true to ourselves because we don't have the experience of age but what we do is we have the experience of looking at things differently we've got a fresh perspective and we can innovate some of the and that's so, those are some of the things that we've brought on board is innovation doing things differently introducing new ideas and that's how you can bring change to our community because what has happened now is that we've just stayed stagnant we're doing the same thing over and over again you know like as i said the guy the person who reprimanded me because they felt that i was out of line because you know i should be following a certain protocol when addressing them but we must you know because they're not used to being to being held accountable those are the different fresh young ideas that are needed in council and that's what the, those are the type of things that are going to shake things up in me and that's why i think that we need to get young people in there because also the youth agenda is not being driven by anyone else we need to go onto those platforms so that we can also drive the youth agenda that's right i think that's uh, uh, uh this is one of the powerful when you are saying we need to bring our innovative ideas and that's mm. where our experience lies we might not mm. have the experience that they think is needed but we bring innovative ideas we bring energy that is mm. we are being creative look councillor we are we are going to close now what i will do i'm going to try and look for other parties and when we discuss again we are going to be you are you all going to be wearing your political hats and then both <laughs> you you raise a very important item where you are saying in council most of what is needed is not necessarily what you want first to say but it is what the legislation uh prescribe what you all have to do and i think it's going to be interesting to hear what other parties have to say with regards to mm. that one and thank you very much uh councillor and uh let's hope you you're going to, to continue doing the work you are doing and continue to inspire us as a young person because seeing the likes of you and abo species and I, i feel proud to be a young person in this lifetime because i know i'm represented and uh yeah thank you very much my friend and uh, i wish you all the best and uh yeah thank you very much sabo oh, no. i hope to chat to you soon and thank you for having me on sabo thanks so much